You're relaxing at the beach when suddenly you notice a huge flock of birds. They're excited about something near the water. You get the urge to go and investigate what's going on there. Here's some advice. Sit back down and stay away from the water. I get it, you think you're tough enough to handle a few pecks from a seagull. But it's not the birds that have me worried, it's what's lurking beneath the water. Fish are a staple of many diets across the animal kingdom, both above and below the ocean. Tuna, squid and octopus, as well as marine mammals like seals, all prey on a wide variety of smaller fish. Species such as bluefish and striped bass are their favorite dinnertime meal. They're also the favorite of another ultra predator, which is why you shouldn't join those birds by the water. If you do, you're risking an encounter with a creature that can measure up to 20 feet long. That's three times the size of an average human. These are the size credentials of a great white shark. If there are fish around, they may come up near the ocean surface to feed. A great white shark has the strongest bite force among animals. The only other animal species that comes close to them is the saltwater crocodile. And boy, is their ability to catch whiffs strong. Scientists believe it to be more than 100 times stronger than a human's. They don't even use the nostrils located beneath their snouts to breathe. It simply serves as a specialized sniffer. Thankfully, though, we're not the favorite meal of a shark, and the creature isn't going out of its way to hunt us. Researchers claim that the odds of being attacked by a shark are as low as 1 in 3.7 million. When unfortunate meetings between sharks and humans do happen, a shark may mistake a human for a seal or an extremely large striped bass. This is why you should stay away from those birds and fishes and just let the other animals animal. You just focus on catching a tan in that sun chair. So I guess this means that sharks have poor vision? Not quite. Their vision in clear water is up to 10 times better than that of humans swimming in the same environment. The structure of a shark's eye is quite similar to that of our own. It consists of a cornea, lens, retina, deep blue iris, and the pupil. Their eyes have two types of photoreceptors, rods and cones, just like humans. Although we're not too sure how well rods and cones perform for sharks, research has shown that they possess only one type of cone. It means they most likely don't have full color vision like a human. This might explain why they can sometimes mix humans up with other creatures. But hey, who's ever really fully focused when they're about to devour their dinner? Shark eyes also have tapetum lucidum. This is a layer of mirrored crystals located behind the shark's retina. These crystals allow the shark to see quite well in extremely dim light and murky water. The crystals reflect incoming light, which gives the rods inside the retina a second chance at detecting light that they might have missed the first time around. Fun fact, cats also have tapetum lucidum. This is why your cat's eyes glow in the dark when you shine a light on them. Another telltale sign that sharks may be hovering around in nearby waters is the presence of whales. Sharks have been known to stalk the creatures for over 100 miles. They'll follow pods waiting for one of the members to become vulnerable before expertly striking. So, lesson learned? If you now see birds by the water, it's probably not a good thing. Unlike when you see thousands of birds flying together through the sky, 
This is known as murmuration. You can see thousands of starlings unite together in the sky, moving in unison, dipping and swerving at the same time. It's like they're competing in some sort of synchronization event at the Bird Olympics. This happens when the birds begin to roost. It can be as early as September in some places and as late as the end of November elsewhere, with more birds joining the nightly displays during this time. Are they doing it for our entertainment? Well, not really. Grouping together in the sky offers protection from predators, like falcons. It can also get cold when you're flying that high up. So, the birds gather in their thousands to keep warm and exchange information on potential feeding sites. Okay, so in this case, a huge group of birds doesn't mean anything evil. But if you ever see some flying towards you whilst in a wooded area, it's probably time to leave the area. Birds and other animals flee wildfire areas. Certain mammals, like amphibians, may actually stay in the fire. Instead of fleeing for their lives, they will dig underground to escape it. But nearly all other animals will try their best to leave. Oh, and don't forget to jump out of the way whilst all those animals are running towards you. Why don't we switch back from birds to sharks? Yes, we now know if there are birds near the ocean surface, then sharks will probably be quite close as well. But what if there are no sharks anywhere near at all? If you ever happen to be in the ocean and notice some sharks heading deep towards the bottom of the ocean, this may be a sign that a hurricane or a tropical storm is on the way. Sharks can sense the drop in barometric pressure that accompanies the storm, so they could be trying to get out of the hectic zone. Sharks don't quite care for humans, so they don't view our sandy beaches and inland towns and cities as safety zones. They're quite intelligent creatures and know the deeper they go in the ocean, the safer it gets. But the ocean's not always the best place to go in an emergency. Case in point, if you come across sea creatures who usually live in water randomly resting on the sand, don't get inside the water. This is a sign that the water is potentially toxic. It's possible that a red tide is congregating in the water near the beach. Red tides happen all over the world, but one algae species causes them in the Gulf of Mexico. A red tide occurs when the water is full of more toxic algae than normal. It can make the water reddish or brown, but sometimes the water's color is normal. If you go in the water, you might experience respiratory irritation like coughing or an itchy throat. If this happens to you, you should thoroughly rinse your mouth with fresh water. Speaking of water, frogs are famous for their croaking, but if you've ever heard them do it a lot more than usual, it might be because it's about to rain. One theory says that this might have to do with their mating. They first do it, then lay eggs in bodies of fresh water. A good rain means more watery real estate for the frogs. That's why male frogs invite the ladies for a date before the showers with a croaking symphony. If you hear a lot of buzzing around, meaning the bees are more active than usual, a storm could be on the way. When they feel like it's approaching, bees start working even harder and faster to collect more nectar before the storm. And once they're done with it, they'll always come back to the hive 10 to 15 minutes before the heavy rain, even when there are no obvious signs of it. Their secret is super sensitive hairs on their back that can pick up electrostatic buildups from storm clouds. <laughs> That's my first.
That's it for today. So hey, if you pacified your curiosity, then give the video a like and share it with your friends. Or if you want more, just click on these videos and stay on the bright side. Ah, beautiful! You're walking with your friend and look up at the sky. The sun looks a bit different today, like it has some kind of ring around it, a rainbow type thing. Huh? Hey, look at that! Your friend pulls his head up out of his phone. You shouldn't look directly into the Stop everything, he says. It's a sun halo. We need to find shelter now, unless you have the world's biggest umbrella on you. A sun's halo is nature's sign that there's a snow or rainstorm on its way. It's caused by clouds that are made of bazillions of small ice crystals flying around 20,000 feet. Sunlight goes through those crystals, which causes the light to split and refract, like when there's a rainbow. Now, don't look at the sun halo directly. It's going to be tempting because it's not something you see every day. Plus, it's really beautiful. But ultraviolet light can burn the exposed tissue of your retina and cause serious damage. So, not worth it. Grab some sunglasses, and you're good to go. This phenomenon lasts about 40 minutes. These clouds are the same ones that can cause a spooky ring around the moon at night sometimes. Nature sends early signs of disasters in many ways. J-shaped trees means there's a landslide coming. Since the ground is moving slowly, the trees grow into this super selfieable shape. Try to find a flat area and avoid going near any trees, unless you have superhuman strength. You're on a nice walk on the beach. Sand, sun, not a cloud in the sky. Then, out of nowhere, you see the ocean going back away from the shore. Suddenly, you can even see bits of coral, small fish, and other random small sea animals. That's a good sign to leave. There might be a tsunami on the way. A tsunami is formed when there's an earthquake underwater, and it can hit the coast at 500 miles per hour. It's mostly a Pacific Ocean thing, but why risk it? If there's a channel of choppy water on the beach, stay away. There might be a rip current under the surface that can be extremely dangerous. Sometimes, waves hit the shore in a weird way, which forms these rip currents. You might see a strange gap in the waves. Or you might notice random bits of seaweed going in all different directions. If you don't ever find yourself caught in a rip current, try to stay afloat and don't waste your energy swimming against the current. Yell out for help and try to float your way along the beach. Once you break out of the channel, swim diagonally to the shore. If you find yourself in the ocean and see a group of sharks swimming, okay, this scenario doesn't sound good either way. Well, the good news is they're not necessarily coming for you. The bad news? The sharks might be trying to escape from a huge tropical storm or even a hurricane. Sharks can sense these things, so when nature gets angry, they group together and swim deep under the surface to get to safety. You probably shouldn't follow them. Good luck! The golden rule since ancient times, follow the animals. Insects, rats, and snakes leave their homes a couple of days before really big earthquakes. Scientists can't track or really explain how they know it's coming. It seems animals really can sense earthquakes. Maybe because they feel those smaller initial shock waves that we don't even notice. What if you see animals running towards you? Well, that could mean you're about to get eaten for breakfast. Or it means there's a wildfire behind them. Amphibians like frogs, toads, and salamanders try to protect themselves by burrowing down into the ground. Others just run. 
before you start running alongside them, check to see if you can see smoke. You don't want to sprint flat out for nothing. Well, it's not just animals. We can spot warning signs too. For example, if you notice your hair suddenly starts to stand on end and your jewelry starts to buzz, take shelter right away. Lightning might be about to strike somewhere nearby. If you're outside and can't run into a house, make sure not to stand near any tall structures. Lie flat on the ground. Be near water. Seek shelter under an isolated tree or stand in an open space. And don't stand on top of the Empire State Building. That thing gets zapped hundreds of times a year. Do you like skiing? It's all fun and games until all you can see is white. Avalanches can move up to 80 miles an hour. So watch for some warning signs. Does it feel hollow when you walk in the snow? Are there cracks around your feet? Can you see a huge avalanche coming? Time to go! Sometimes a storm mixes its blue light with the red light from the sun, and you get a pretty impressive green. Enjoy it from a safe distance, preferably indoors. This super-tall thundercloud usually means you're about to get smashed by hail, or worse, a tornado. Find cover somewhere, like in an underground parking lot or a basement. It might be a bit embarrassing if you're wrong, though. Okay, we know volcanoes can be dangerous, but the lakes near them? Is anything not a sign of danger? Lakes that are near something boiling hot that never cools, so volcanoes, are like wildly shaken soda cans just about to burst. The magma that's underground actually pushes carbon dioxide into the bottom of the lake, and that gas stays there, waiting. Then, even something boring like rain can disturb the lake a little too much and bam! Or boom! (laughs) You get the picture. Diving, swimming, snorkeling, the sea can be amazing, but it's pretty unpredictable. When two wave currents run into each other, they can create a cross sea. It looks pretty cool from far away, but it can be really dangerous for swimmers, surfers, or even ships. There's a strong current roaming around under the surface. You're walking on the beach, apparently every good story starts like this, and all of a sudden, woo, a cave! How cool is this? You should probably go in there, explore a bit, and no. If there's a full moon out, you might not be able to get out of that cave. A full moon affects the tide and makes it lower than usual. That cave might be more accessible, but instead of an exciting adventure, you could end up trapped in there until the next full moon. Bring a big lunch. A wall cloud is one of those things you're both excited and scared to see. Scared because you don't know what it is. Excited because, well, how often do you see something like that? Whatever you feel, tell your legs to start running. During a thunderstorm, these wall clouds sit lower than anything else and can be up to 5 miles long. And if they start spinning, well, Dorothy ended up in Oz. Who knows where you'll end up? It's 2009 in Italy. A man was hanging out in his kitchen. Then he saw some flickering lights. He knew just what to do. He moved his family to a safe place. A couple of seconds later, a massive earthquake hit the whole region. His family survived thanks to his quick reaction. He knew these flickering lights were actually a sign of an upcoming earthquake. 
People have been seeing these mysterious lights for ages. Some thought it was some kind of sign coming from space. Scientists never used to take them seriously. But after the invention of photography, more and more evidence of these strange lights appeared. Soon, they realized the connection. The lights appear, and pretty soon, the earthquake hits. After a bit of digging around, they actually found some records of these earthquake lights from hundreds of years ago. There were bluish flames coming out of the ground right before an earthquake. Ooh, creepy. Oh, ocean, come on, not you again. Okay, but just one more. If you see the oceans turned all reddish-brown, don't go in the water or anywhere near it. This red tide is caused by toxic algae and is something you can find all over the world. That toxic algae can be there even if the ocean's a normal color. Getting that stuff all over you can cause some health issues. Rinse yourself off in fresh water as fast as you can. You know, they even wrote a holiday song about it. Algae home for Christmas. No, really. Something interesting has recently happened in South Dakota. It was all over the internet, so perhaps you already know about it. In July of 2022, the sky in this state suddenly turned green. So what happened there? Was it caused by a human or by nature? Let's find out. Tuesday, July 5th, 2022. Shortly after a heavy storm, the sky over South Dakota in the U.S. was still overcast. Locals finally went outside and saw that the sky had an intense dark green hue, and they'd never seen anything like that before. People said that it looked like something straight up from science fiction or even a horror movie. Unsurprisingly, South Dakotans immediately started spreading the news all over social media. People shared their beautiful, yet very eerie pictures on Twitter. They showed the sky over the city of Sioux Falls and a few other towns. Even though it may look like something supernatural, in reality, this is not a terrifying phenomenon at all. It's a simple play of the light and the atmosphere. Something like this happens quite rarely and usually means that really bad weather is approaching. And that's also true to what happened in South Dakota. Just before people started sharing photos, a thunderstorm swept through the town of Sioux Falls. This was confirmed by the U.S. Weather Service. This hurricane was terrible. The wind speed was about 100 miles per hour. According to the Buford Scale on wind speeds, this is the fastest and most destructive storm. There are only 12 numbers on this scale, and the maximum wind strength starts at 73 miles per hour. But why isn't this all over the news then? Well, because it's kind of a usual thing for the residents. Thunderstorms occur very often in the United States, especially in the warmer months. And one out of 10 such thunderstorms can become something serious, like a tornado. This one wasn't an exception. It was the so-called Derreco storm. Derreco is very widespread and long-lived. It's actually a combination of a fast-moving group of severe thunderstorms and downpours. People often say that a Derreco is as strong as a tornado. Still, there's a difference between them. A tornado is a vortex, a rotating column of air. It's usually about 500 feet in diameter, although sometimes its width can reach up to 2.5 miles. I don't envy those who would stumble upon that. But the main point is that they rotate. 
the wind moves very fast in a circle, near some invisible center. A derecho is a strong thunderstorm, or a system of strong thunderstorms with straight-line winds. In other words, it doesn't spin. Instead, the derecho chooses a point somewhere and simply runs to it, like a very motivated marathon runner. If we compare a derecho to an ordinary tornado, the latter has six levels of strength, from 40 to 380 miles per hour. So a derecho is kind of like a small, average level one to two tornado. Usually its speed is within the range of 73 to 113 miles per hour. And in both cases, they can be accompanied by severe thunderstorms, lightning, and rain. But still, these are different things. A storm becomes a derecho if the damage trail left by it exceeds 240 miles and if the wind speed is at least 58 miles per hour. It's quite difficult to predict. It can form even on a clear day when meteorologists don't even anticipate any storms. And then the winds appear suddenly. It's so surprising that they may even feel explosive. But the National Weather Service tries to warn people at least half an hour or an hour before this happens, so that residents have time to prepare and hide. It wasn't any different this time. The storm swept through almost all of South Dakota, as well as the states of Minnesota and Iowa. The consequences were quite serious. More than 30,000 people were left without electricity. Fortunately, people were fine. That's because the locals are pretty used to derecos. However, the green sky is something different. It became a very unusual sight for the locals. Everyone was wondering why it happened. Was it a bad sign or a normal weather phenomenon? Well, to be honest, scientists don't have an exact explanation. But although there are only assumptions, they sound pretty convincing. A green sky is a very rare phenomenon. Most scientists think that this happens when a powerful storm approaches the area before sunset or sunrise. Then the sky will turn green in this area. NBC meteorologist Bill Cairns, who once faced a similar event himself, suggests that the green sky appeared because of the huge hail before the storm. First, let's talk about why the sky looks blue or any other shade, depending on its mood. In short, the sun simultaneously carries all the rays of the color spectrum. It may seem white to us in total, but it actually has all the colors at the same time. However, these color waves all have different lengths. For example, blue rays are shorter than the other ones. They jump away from the air molecules better than the red waves, so they reach us faster. Because of this, on a regular clear day, the sky seems blue. At the same time, red and orange color waves are very long and move slower, so they're usually left behind. But when the sun goes below the horizon or rises, the rays' directions change, and these waves reach us better. It all means that even if the sunrises and sunsets seem red and orange to us, in fact, there are still blue and green waves among them. But they have to bounce off something to reach us faster and become stronger than the red rays. 
Have you guessed what I'm getting at? This is where the water comes into play. Clouds are made up of water droplets. When they become large enough, but don't fall yet, for example, due to strong winds, they affect how the light behaves in the sky. Large, heavy storms mostly consist of water and hail. And water reflects blue and green rays best of all. That's exactly the reason why the water in rivers and lakes seems bluish-green to us. Although in reality, it's transparent. And yeah, algae matter too. So, there are a couple of key factors why the sky may turn green. First off, the sun should be at the horizon level. Another factor is that while the storm clouds are approaching, they shouldn't cover the sky completely. There still must be a little room for the sun rays. Then, barely noticeable blue rays jump up to storm clouds. They're repelled by water droplets and hail. Mixing with the red sunset, they turn into a bright green light. And this green light is spreading all over the sky. That's why in most of these cases, when the sky turns green, people can only see it in the evenings. Yeah, it can also happen in the middle of the day. But since the conditions are already quite specific, seeing something like that during the day is even rarer. Still, if you see a green sky, you don't need to panic. It doesn't necessarily mean that a terrible storm is approaching. The chances are high though, but still, it's not a rule. It can be just heavy rain or a heavy hail. In other words, if you see a green sky, then you'd better hide and hide your car. However, if you were lucky enough to see the stunning sky from the comfort of your own home, it's indeed very exciting. If you get a glimpse of something like that, just know that you had a chance to experience something very rare and special. Some people said it was the most incredible thing they had ever seen. That's it for today. So hey, if you pacified your curiosity, then give the video a like and share it with your friends. Or if you want more, just click on these videos and stay on the bright side. That's it for today. So hey, if you pacified your curiosity, then give the video a like and share it with your friends. Or if you want more, just click on these videos and stay on the bright side.